Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Beardy Bunch podcast. We are on episode 10, guys. We did it. Tonight, I am joined by a very special guest. It's Billy Joel. Oh, wait, no, never mind. Sorry. I'm, I mean, I'm joined by my regular co-hosts, the famous duo, Joe and Billy. Joe, Billy, how are you guys doing this week? How are we feeling? I'm feeling really sad now that we're not having Billy Joel on the podcast. I was getting really excited. I love Billy Joel. We've got Billy Joe. It's fine. I'm, I'm confused. Who is Billy Joel? <sighs> Whoa. Joe. Whoa. <laughs> you don't know Dude. who Billy Joel is? <laughs> what the fuck? The longest time. Scenes do from I Italian or do I not? I don't know. I... And I'm so confused. <laughs> I'm just going to leave it. That's I'm, I'm dropping the conversation right there, and I'm going to leave it up in the air, whether I know who Billy Joel is. Joe just started the fire. Yeah, he really Billy. did just start the fire. <laughs> he... Uh, he lit it, and he's not trying to fight it. <laughs> I, I would never fight the fire. Hmm. Oh my god! We're gonna. I'm gonna have to start randomly singing Billy Joel songs at Joe to see if he continues on with it. If we hit him with like a Uptown Girl, and then see if he continues on just subconsciously, and we're like, you know, Billy Joel. <laughs> I just. You, you know how some songs are like deeply programmed within you yeah we didn't start the fire is one for me so like sometimes i'll just be sitting here like joe mccartney richard nixer suda baker television north korea south korea maryland monroe like i'll just start like it's so good just going through it in my head <laughs> i'm gonna put some billy john on to listen to as we record well that was a really good song i've never heard that song before I'm really impressed by that I'm song. Going, I'm going to elbow Joe. So, so, Joe, you know how I offered to come and do a charity stream with you in person yes. someday? The very first thing I'm going to do when I see you is elbow drop you for the things you've said tonight. Just, just tonight? <laughs> this is the first time? Yeah, just tonight. Just tonight. No, no, there's a lot of things that have given me the urge, but the, the, the neither confirming nor denying you know who Billy Joel is has really given me some anxiety. All right, here, here's the promise. Here's the promise. On episode 30 of the Beardy Bunch podcast, Jeez. I will confirm whether or not I know who Billy Joel is. <laughs> I, I can't wait for us to forget. And then in episode 30, we're going to get, um, I just listened to episode 30, and I'm really disappointed that Joe didn't reveal if he understands who Billy Joel is or not. I'm really disappointed. Either that or we're in the middle of a really deep answer to something and Joe just is like, by the way, guys, I do know who Billy yes. Joel is. <laughs> just, like, <laughs> just gonna slip it in there. Oh. My favorite song is Uptown Girl. Like it just Or I'll just start singing one of one of the songs in the middle of a conversation. I mean, it's so good. Oh, fucking Billy Joel. What a legend. Maybe. Maybe he's a legend. Maybe he's not. <laughs> fuck you, uh, Joe. <laughs> I, dude, I, fuck, I wrote that intro today thinking it was going to be a clever play on words because we've got Billy and Joe. And now Joe is sending me spiraling like off this potential. Yes. Th I just can't. I can't. I can't handle it. I was great up until this <laughs> moment. I'm just kidding. I'm still really great. But <laughs> I mean, Jesus. Christ. So good. So good. Uh well, Dad, how are you? I'm good. Um, I'm I'm really good. Nothing crazy has happened to me particularly, but I'm I'm just in a good mood. It's a good night. That's good. That is that, that is very good. 
Uh, I had a uh, I had a bit of a wild week this week. Obviously, it's week oh, yeah? two point five in my new job, uh, so I've been streaming at a different time, and I had the I'm not going to say the distinct privilege, but uh, the haunting realization that at some point during a stream, I had been rated by 600, 595 people to be specific, which spun me out because ages ago, when I first started streaming, I got hosted by somebody and it, and it was for 120 viewers. And I was like, okay, this is weird. I need to look, get, get to the bottom of this because there's no way I've been hosted by somebody for, for that. So it turns out it was a, it was some sort of scammer or something. You know how they go. I was like, I got hosted by this person, Swagger, and it was for like 200 and something. And I was like, oh, this is, this is happening again. Don't get your hopes up. And then I started getting follows and I was like, oh, this is weird. And then out of the blue, somebody gifted me 10 subs. But during the gifting, I got raided by another person, Hollywood Bob Live. So I didn't even see that I was had been raided by the full allotment. I thought there were just 200 people watching me. And then someone from our chat, one of my dear friends, the Martian Young, was like, there's 607 people here? And I was like, what? <laughs> what the hell's happening? And this is all in the middle of Joe going, <laughs> a new subscriber for Mr. Marble nine times in a row. And I was like, what the hell is happening? Oh, man, my voice has really gotten out to the masses now. Yeah, everyone was hearing it. It was beautiful. Oh. And I was like, oh, this is great. And then I... Didn't I think my body just took over at that point, and I was all like, I was all doing my best customer service smiles and being like, "Hey everyone, what's happening? Oh, this isn't terrifying." And then I feel like I settled into it. I feel like someone was like, "Oh, he's banging the charm on," but I was like, "I feel like I'm just being me." I don't know how I would have reacted to that because I got rated by like an eighty viewer group once and i was like uh 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 there, there's a lot of you <laughs> <laughs> this was yeah. before i was affiliated i was a lot more like i used to have like two viewers and i was like oh there's two people here watching me i'm so happy yeah and then 80 people dropped in and i was like what what <laughs> yeah, i still get excited when i've got two people I, well i get excited anytime there's anybody in here that wants to chat that's that's my sort of thing like yeah that's my favorite thing but I got rated once, sort of like you, Joe. My my other biggest one was a hundred. I got had one hundred and twenty people rate me once, and Twitch glitched out because I don't know if anybody else who's listening is streaming or not. But there are achievements on Twitch where, if you get like two hundred and fifty people in your chat, you can get an achievement which gives you more VIP badges. So when the I got rated by those hundred and twenty, a my mind was blown, but then it's flashed for an instant and said that I had 270 people watching me, which just didn't happen. So I unlocked that achievement and I was like, that's wild. So I then after, so after that happened, I was sort of like, did that happen again? Is this what's happening with this? So uh, my first big one, I was like, I have no idea how to respond to this. There's so many people. here. What's what's happening. But I think we're all old hand broadcasters now, right? We're all, like seasoned veterans. Yeah, I think we can handle it. Yeah, I've I've had the the luxury of having 
the biggest raid, um, 14. And that came from our friend Cauliflumps. And that was, we were playing Bloodborne, Joe and I, when that happened. And it pushed me into like 29 viewers, which like was crazy for me. I still haven't hit that number again. It was, it was, it was super surreal for me. I really enjoyed it. So I totally get, I, and that was only 14 when you had, you know, 600, I can totally imagine the, yeah, they're like, Oh, it's sort of, um, but like if those 14 people are chatting and talking and, and active, oh, yeah. that's, that's a whole different ball game as well though. Like if you, if you're rated by, like I was rated by 600 people and I think maybe 20 or 30 of them sent messages so yeah that's still but if there's 14 people chatting like i know from marbles and things like that when you've got a lot of people in chat and they're actively communicating with each other it's just flying up and i i don't watch a lot of big streamers but like i've popped into a pokey stream before and i like code miko and sweet anita and castle head's kind of cool but i so i go into like i don't go into big streamers often but you see the chat like scroll real fast right yeah but so all all it takes those 20 people talking to each other and having different conversations and it's like that and you can't keep up with it you're just sort of like what the hell am i meant to do yeah well congratulations on that billy that i was i was in chat during that i was mostly lurking um but when that happened i popped back into chat and was like whoa and then when they of course were like he's laying the charm on i was like that's his natural aussie charm guys can't help it mate yeah, and then that 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 guy or gal who came over with that raid get get ended up gifting another set of ten a little while yeah, later, yeah. right? Um, I think he ended up. I think he gave twenty overall, which is just incredibly generous. Yeah. It's so it's so amazing that people will pop in and just do that. Like that's probably one of the things that always gets me with Twitch, like just the absolute generosity of people. Like Trixie in my chat, who's given ninety eight subs now. Joe, for Christ's sake, is given seventy four now. Yeah, everyone, I was at sixty nine for a while. I was at sixty nine for like two weeks, and I was like, "All right, I'm. I like this. I like being yeah. sixty nine." But then I broke it. I'm still in the fifties. Sixty nine right? in my heart, Joe. Oh, oh. <laughs> that feels good. Standing sixty nine. Oh, in his heart. that's even better. <laughs> Got a lot of standing sixty nine. You know we're that's all even about better. We here on the Beardy Bunch fully back the prime the prime sex position of sixty nine. Yeah, if standing. you're not working towards the standing sixty nine in your in your current what relationship, are you doing with your life? You know, you gotta you gotta get out there. You gotta experience life. <laughs> Rethink your priorities, potentially relationships. Yeah. What are you even doing if you're not doing standing sixty nines every three days? What a joke! get ripped in 60 days it's the ultimate workout routine yeah Uh, i tried to hold it in i'm sorry oh man well billy yeah congratulations again that raid is thank you awesome and i and i hope that a lot of them come back and and see that you are just an absolute delight and deserve to be watched 24 <laughs> seven. Thank you. So I wish I could stream 24 seven one day, one day we're going to get to a point where I can just stream like 10 hours a day. 
powers combined, if you do a subathon, Trixie, Joe, and I can keep you going for 24 oh, hours. Oh, yeah. I have no doubt. I have no doubt. That would be just wild. I'd like to do a subathon one day. You know? I think that'd be kind of fun to do. Maybe over Christmas I'll do that. I look forward to it. I'd like to do one one day, too. I just... uh I don't know when I would. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm so busy outside of my streaming life. Yeah, I'm busy too. So like, yeah, I'd really need to clear the decks. Clear the decks. What a, what a time. What a time, people. Well, anything else cool happened this week for you guys? I I don't have much else to share. No, I don't have much else to share in terms of cool stuff. Joe, Nintendo decided to 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 crush my soul again and tempt me to play. <laughs> and tempt me to play doki doki literature club again by releasing it on the switch which that was uh, (laughs) that was a whole i won't say anymore because that's a game that you've got to experience but i downloaded it last night i'm like am i really gonna do this to myself again well i think a second playthrough would probably be a little easier than the first story scenarios wait really i didn't know that yeah yeah, they added new story scenarios. Who knows what's going to happen? Never mind. Buckle up, bucko. I <laughs> uh, hope they added good stories. <laughs> like, Don't. I, I wouldn't count on it. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, I guess that's true. I've never played Doki Doki Literature Club. Oh, oh. Oh, Billy. Is it free still? Or do you have to pay for it on the Switch version? Oh, it's not free on the Switch. It's 15 bucks. It's not. It's not an exorbitant it's amount. It's 20 of money. bucks on Steam at the moment. Oh, is it not free on Steam anymore? I thought it was free. Maybe oh, the, that's, plus. It the, that's oh, plus. That's the new version. That's what's on the Switch. Oh, okay. okay. The original is free. Well, I think I should do that. I think I should play the not free version. The, I think we should be lining things up so we're all together, right? We could do a joint stream and Billy play Doki Doki Literature Club for the first time while Joe and I are behind him, like, <laughs> like biting our no, biting no. our nails, like wondering. It's, it's a very lovely, it's a very lovable dating date, sim, lovable dating sim about some very lovable characters that Billy's gonna have a great time. He's gonna find his waifu. He's he's just gonna have a wonderful time. I don't know what you're talking. Yeah, about. I'm sure. I'm sure I will. You know how I feel about these things. You also. I also I don't think I've told this story before, but there's a dating sim called Katawa Shoju. It's a visual novel, basically, but dating sim. Oh, love, love that one. So the first time I played that, about three days afterwards, I had a full-on body-quaking physical and emotional breakdown because I was never going to find love. And oh, yeah. I don't know what came over me, but... I was sitting in my kitchen on the floor sobbing and projectile tears for two and a half hours. Like just like sitting against the cupboards, my knees up, just crying. You can ask anybody I know. That is not the Billy Rids that exists in the world. So whatever it did to me, it really, it really stripped out the cobweb, so to speak, and really I mean, laid my soul bare. That game is really, really well written, mm. and like all of the characters are believable in you know their paths in the game. I totally get that. Um, yeah, it's pretty wild. I was not expecting to feel that the way I did about it, which was pretty cool. 
that just goes to show why dating sims are like still a prevalent genre yeah in in like gaming verse especially well-written ones because like yeah dating sims are always going to be pretty prevalent i think because a lot of them are you know the good old h dating sims but uh even ones that aren't like some are written so well yeah that like you're just drawn in and emotionally affected by these fictional characters and it's yeah i was talking to one of my friends about this the other night i was saying to her that i think a lot of like visual novels and dating sims and that not necessarily puzzlers i'm not that fond of puzzle sims like that like dating sims that are puzzlers oh, but, yeah uh, visual novels that are dating sim because I love I grew up on Goosebumps books and choose your own adventure novels was such a big part of the Goosebumps thing that I think it just really scratches at that nostalgia part of me for choose your own adventure books and stuff like that so I think that that's where it gets me and I've and like I love games like Mass Effect and stuff where branching narratives in action RPGs and stuff only go so far but I think that visual novels. Yeah have that sort of so many different endings, so many wild things can happen that you sort of end up being like having those choose your own adventure moments where you're like, oh, well, I'm going to go back and choose that different one because I really struggled with that decision. Yeah. Yeah. And what I really like about that kind of stuff too um, is like, for example, Katawa Shujo, Shoujo has bad endings and good endings for each of the heroines. Mm. So there's technically, is it six girls in that one or is it five? Katawa, um, I can't remember either way. It's, it's either 10 or 12 endings, actually 13. Cause there's a uh, bad where you yeah. don't end up with anybody intro. And that is one of the funniest. The Kenji ending. Yeah. The Kenji ending. <laughs> yeah, no, that's even that one's really well written. Um, but yeah, there's a, the bad endings, good endings. Sometimes there's neutral, like, like it doesn't work out either way, but nothing bad happens either. Yeah. Sort of endings. And one of my favorite visual novels is called Ever 17. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the the Ever 17, Never 7 visual novels, but they're like, I guess the best way to describe them is like they, they have romance in them, but they are strictly like dialogue based, oh. dialogue based puzzle visual novels. So like there's puzzles in the game, but not necessarily like you're, you're not solving like a Rubik's cube or something. You it's what you say brings you to the ending. And if you don't say the right stuff, you don't make it to the ending. Okay. But that visual novel specifically ever 17, like I, I think it took me 60 hours to go through and beat it like pro- properly. But in that time, like I grew incredibly attached to the characters and it was super good. And there was like, it was just so well written to me. And like, it was, there was peril, there was comedy, there was romance thrown in there. But like its main focus was the what is going on mystery of it all. It was so, so good. I highly recommend it to you and everybody who is even remotely interested in visual novels. Hell yeah. I can't say that I've ever played, like I played Doki Doki Literature Club because it was like, all everyone was talking about when it first came out so that's why i played that but i don't know if i've ever sat down and played like what you would consider a legitimate like romance visual novel unless you count honey pop i did play honey pop but that's the the (laughs) the, the story that's storytelling that's a little to be bejeweled the porn game yeah it was a lot of fun it had some good puzzles that's why i played it it was for the puzzles. Yeah. Great puzzles. Yeah. The puzzle of unhooking yeah, the bra. So puzzles. The puzzles were fantastic. They were good puzzles. <laughs> yeah, those big 
Okay, round so puzzles. puzzles. Needing salt. I have a clue. And then I proceeded to play Honey Pop 2 because the puzzles were so good I needed more. Oh, man, that would yeah. be doing two puzzles at the same time in that exactly. one. So many puzzles. Double fisting puzzles. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess double fisting oh, puzzles. Oh, shit. Yeah. What more can yeah, you want? Well, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, uh, I don't know if there's anything else I'd want more than double fisting puzzles. Maybe triple fisting puzzles. Or G puzzles. Yeah, I feel like maybe if there's. I feel like oh. if. Okay. I'm just going to be straight up with you guys. I think I could handle two puzzles. But I feel like if there were more than two puzzles, I'd really be struggling in terms of multitasking on things. Like, I feel like the puzzles would have to be doing more work than I think I'd feel, I feel like the puzzles would <laughs> want to do. Like, I, I'd be like, I feel like it'd be a little bit like, like rub your belly, tapping your head, but with your feet sort of thing. Like, I, I feel like it'd be like a, but yes sorry i was gonna say but like the puzzles have to do a little bit of work yeah. too you know they can't just yeah, be I'm like saying that the they can't just be like limp noodle puzzles not helping you solve yeah. them wet spaghetti laying on the puzzle yeah, yeah. board no, yeah i don't think they'd like that <laughs> i'm just saying that you know you want puzzles to do enough work so that they're having a, like they're enjoying a ball and enjoying being solved but you exactly. also want to make sure that like there's not a puzzle that's just sitting over to the side, not being solved, being neglected. Yeah, you want to make sure yeah. you can do all of them. You don't want to be doing Sudoku and like a bejeweled, and then and then you've got like a then you've got like a little checkers, checkers thing over, over in, in the, the corner, corner, and checkers yeah. isn't doing anything. Checkers can't play exactly. itself. Checkers needs that's a two man game and specific attention paid to it. I hope that everybody out there has enjoyed this five-minute PSA on <laughs> puzzles, in quotations. Hey, we're talking no, about what are you talking about? There's no quotes. We're talking about puzzles. I'm very puzzles. glad that you joined us Solid for our puzzles. TED Talk today. Yeah. Thank you for, our, thank you for joining our and puzzle talk. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I like puzzles that have multiple ways of solving them. They're my favorite kind of puzzles, you know? I like freaky puzzles, personally. <laughs> <laughs> I like puzzles. Yeah, you know the ones they release around oh, Halloween I've... time. Yeah, yeah, you know, like dope. I I like yeah, puzzles that yeah, you can solve happens, multiple okay. times. Oh yeah, yeah, that's always good. Oh always yeah, good solve there's a puzzle over and over and over again. Speaking of things you can solve multiple times, just to wrap this up, Joe, if you are interested remotely in trying out a visual novel. Katawa Shujo, the one we were talking about, is free. Um, I just recommend not streaming it. <laughs> I, 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 is there a, there's a filter, but I think it might be banned. Oh, there it is. It it may be banned, but there is a filter. Yeah. Um, but I mean, whatever is on, the Joe. filter? You're for? not going to turn that what filter, is the filter for. Adult content. There, so there's oh. yeah. There may be some nudity. There's, there's oh, bit, there may be some now puzzles. I'm significantly more before I was like, oh, I'm kind of interested. Now though, okay, I'm interested. Joe, I'm going to stop mincing words. You will be boning oh. the girl. I'm, I'm just going to say, <laughs> I'm going to say something else. You may have a there's okay. I'm just going to say one of the girls that you can just stumble into basically. Uh one of the girls uh, on my second playthrough. You just might end up having anal sex with a girl in a sports shed where they keep all the balls and stuff for track of field. 
I did that too. I had no idea what was coming. I, I was like, I was like, what's about to happen? And I was like, oh, whoa, whoa. It like it went zero to a hundred yeah. real quick. Like I was like, I just came here to run for my bad heart. I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. didn't come for this. I came to condition my bad heart to get stronger, and I mean, this is one way of doing it, but. I guess we're playing in the mud today. <laughs> for for everybody out there listening to this, Dad just got so excited that I thought he was going to bounce out of his chair. <laughs> I just, listen, most people follow guides when they play those yeah. games, so I haven't met anyone who has stumbled across that scene yeah. in the same yeah, way I that I did. Because I went blind. Well, see, that the first time I was like, I didn't follow a guide. I was just doing what I, I would do. The first time I play through anything, yeah. I do what I would do. The second time right, I was I like, he's got a really bad ticker. I'm going to send him to the track to have a run. Cause that's what, like they say, you should exercise for it. So I was like, well, I'm going to exercise for it. And then he was like, then, then you run into the girl and then that sort of happens mm-hmm. like relatively early on in her storyline. And you're like, what <laughs> the fuck just happened? Yeah, it's not necessarily Joe. Just for your for your sake, it's not necessarily like you meet her and then it's not like, "Hi, I'm this person." Hi, nice to meet you. And then anal in yeah. the shed. It's it's like there's story beats that lead up to that moment, but it was the act that I was not expecting. Yeah, because like, just I I know we've been on this for a little bit, but I just give just forgive us another minute or two. It's like that is the first sexual experience you have with that character. And it comes out of like, it's like, oh, we, we hang out and we yeah, do stuff it and it comes out of nowhere. And you're like, oh, I wasn't expecting that. And it's, it it genuinely shocked me. I don't, like, I don't get shocked a lot in games like that, but it, it shocked me. Yeah. There's a reason I reacted. Yeah. The way I did. Are, are you guys, are you guys getting paid by the makers of this game or do we, is this a brand deal? I, and I, don't, I didn't realize it. I would, I would, I would be sponsored by Katawa Shujo or Katawa yeah. Shujo in a heartbeat. Uh, no is, pun intended. Here's my question for you though. Dan. Who was, who was your yeah. first, was that the first stumble on wife, wife you had? Yes, actually. I ended up on her path purely by picking the choices I thought the character would end up picking due to like the text clues. I was Lily, the tea girl. Lily was my favorite of the paths. Yeah, so Lily gave me an emotional breakdown. So Thanks, Lily. Yeah, she gave me one too. That sounds dirty when you say it like that. Fucking Americans. I, sorry, I'm just... <laughs> she gave me one too, what can I say? <laughs> so, yes. Billy, before we move on, I I wanted to give you an opportunity mm-hmm. here. Last week, we berated you with American advertisement that you didn't yeah. understand. So right now, I would like you to share with me an Australian advertisement that you really like that I won't understand at all. Okay, okay. Well, there's a couple. <laughs> But the problem is, because we're Australian, we take the piss out of everything. So, like, so the stuff the that out, we like, go. there's a place called Suvlaki Hut uh, in Melbourne. Okay. And it's one of these great regional ads where it's, like, a former AFL footballer owns a, like, owns a place called Slovakia Hut, Suvlaki Hut. Um, and he's, like, he walked, and this shitty CGI gorilla sitting there and it's beating its chest. There's no weight to this gorilla. It's just, like, a shitty 
fucking gorilla. And he's like, monkey, you want, but you don't want banana. And he chucks like the banana at it. It's not anything. He's like, you want a Slovakia? And he's like, and the monkey's like, Ugh. and then like some like real Greek sounding music comes up and it's like, it's hut as he's doing Zorba the Greek in front of this CGI rainforest. And that is one of the greatest ads I've ever seen. In the that's in amazing. the 90s, this is a genuinely good ad. Smith's Chips, which is like an Australian chip company. Crisps, I should, if you're British. But they're potato chips, as you Americans would call them. Had a character oh, whatever you want, baby. the Gobbledock. The Gobbledock okay. was like this little furry Teletubby motherfucker. And he'd just go, <laughs> chippies, and steal people's chips. And run around to be a fucking menace. And I loved the Gobbledock so much. The Gobbledock was my fucking hero. I'm going to come out and say it. Does anyone in your current life remind you of the Gobbledock? No, no one reminds me of the Gobbledock, thankfully. The Gobbledock kind of looks like a <laughs> fucked up... Like, if, if I fucked a sheep and that sheep came to life, uh, and, like, we had a sheep-man hybrid, the Gobbledock sort of reminds me of that. Oh my god, I just looked it up. Um, it's haunting to behold. And that, yeah. and that thing was oh my responsible god. for Sorry. eating things. The fifth image is Ed Sheeran. <laughs> oh no! You oh, look like Gobbledock! He's Gobbledock! <laughs> yeah, so the Gobbledock is just Ed Sheeran. Basically, yeah. That explains it. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, so, yeah, that's the Gobbledock, and he used to steal people's chips. Our current prime minister was the tourism minister at the time where we had the uh, the ad that was, where the bloody hell are you? And that was how we were trying to get people to come to Australia. So we're good with ads. <laughs> you know us. I I still think the most discerning... And I don't, I don't know if this is strictly American. Billy, yeah. do you have Quizno subs? In we do not have Quizno subs. <laughs> oh, oh no. my god! It's Quizno yeah, subs. Yeah, the little rats. They are good for us. I don't even us. know what they were. They're like his little stinging rats. <laughs> they were rats. rats. And apparently, it was based on some meme that was originally like, "We love the moon." And Quizno really? saw, and they're like, you know what? That's it. That's our new ad. So they they had the little rats come on, and they were like, we're going to do a Quiznos commercial. And the Quiznos commercial was, we love these subs. It was a lot more obnoxious yeah. than that. My voice is too deep. Because they are good for it rats. It was the most terrifying. And there were paper bags, right? Like the rats were singing along with like paper oh, bag people, or was that a I, different? I don't remember that. I remember it was like they were on like, popsicle sticks and they were just like dancing them around hmm. oh that's my God. so weird yeah. American admittedly though I've never been to America but every Australian I meet that goes to America says that your ads are fucking weird as shit like they're they are. either superly glossy and produced for like your chains and stuff or they're just random people that seem to have found a camera and are just advertising their shit like Hey, come down to Jim's Mattress Hut. We got mattresses for every occasion. We got mattresses for sleeping, for jumping on, for fucking. Like, 
It's so it's yeah. so weird like, that you have ads like that. Like it just blows my mind. Oh, well, yeah, man. we have we have local channels. At least most places I know have local channels where they run oh. those local those small local, local ads, ads. Yeah. Are chaotic. Uh-huh. Like more than Joe. No. <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> have you not seen the is it the Mattress King one that went really famous on on YouTube? Oh, I don't shit. I don't remember which one it was. It was a mattress emporium. And it was like Oh. It was so crazy. I'm not saying there aren't ads that don't channel Joe's Chaos. There's one. I used to watch a playlist of memes. And there was this ad for a mall. And it's all these people singing out of key and off tune. And it's like, haircuts. And like just singing about this mall. Oh, that's I know open. this one. Yeah, like yeah, backpacks, I know this backpacks, come get your backpacks. It's like, I'm pretty sure what? I've seen this in like compilation videos. Yeah. On Why YouTube. is this on television? Oh, yeah. Why? Why not? Because it has no place being on TV. If, if there were more ads like that on TV, I'd be more likely to watch TV. I mean, yeah. But do you think young Sheldon should have to share screen time? Uh, with that, hat. that felt bad don't coming remind me don't <laughs> remind me that that show exists do you, think, do you think in the future we can be popular enough to have a young joseph Ooh, um, young jay chili oh mom what do you think about me starting the glizzy rebellion We'll talk about it after school, Joe, honey. And then you hear we'll a laugh track and you get ushered minutes. out the door. And then credits yeah. Five minutes later, I bust in with like six glizzy oh. troops. And I'm like, Mom, I did it. <laughs> we took down the local Wendy's. Oh, no, not Wendy's. <laughs> we commandeered, they went down we commandeered the frosty machine. Oh, Joe. Joe, will, will young Joe have like like a Mandark style laugh? Like, yeah, I hope so. <laughs> that oh feels like God. it would suit me. Talking about sponsored segments, we'd like to present you our quote of the week, brought to you by Katawa Shoju. Oh, oh, I, I'm not prepared for this. Uh oh. <laughs> quick, quick, do, oh, do, no. any quote, oh, no. do any quote, Joe. I, I was, I was, I was trying to keep my promise from last week. I looked up Australian quotes. Oh, do it, do it, do it. Australian okay. quote. Yeah. Speaking of Australian, speaking of Australian yeah, commercials, right? <laughs> <laughs> we totally planned this. This was all according to plan. We got on the wrong segue, but we're going yeah, the right yeah. way. Um, so I've got, I've got a wonderful, <laughs> a wonderful Australian quote. Which, if I may say, I promised an Australian quote, and this was very difficult. There weren't a ton oh. of really good Australian quotes I could find. Hold but this on, one on. this one I think is perfect. Okay, bring it on. Uh, this one, it goes. It's better to be a lion for a day than a sheep all your life. And that's a quote that? by That's a quote by Elizabeth Kenny, who is apparently a self-trained nurse who really helped getting the ball rolling with some new treatments for polio. Back in the oh, the 1880s, the, nice. uh, the 1800s, the 1800s. I don't know the exact date that that particular part of her life took place. I, it sent me down a, a hole of looking into who she was because I really liked the quote. And I was like, oh, this is really interesting. I 100% thought that your Australian quote was just going to be you going, crikey, 
Steve Irwin. I looked up Steve Irwin quotes. <laughs> I was like, did Steve Irwin say anything like really, really meaningful? Nah. A lot of them were were like related to like preserving nature and that kind of stuff. And I was like, yeah, I don't know if that's like motivational. Steve Irwin had a really good quote about his kids and stuff, you know, that like, I think he said something along the lines of like, my job will be over once my kids can take over my mantle. So basically saying that his job will never be finished. He'll constantly be fighting for wildlife. I would like to get a little bit controversial and have a quote from a New Zealander. Um, I'm going to jump in here. It's a Kiwi, but he's technically Australian. Uh, And he's a bit of a dickhead, but it's Russell Crowe. Russell, if you ever want to come on the podcast, please (laughs) Uh, come on in. Um, I would love... Russell Crowe is my dad's favorite actor. So this is (laughs) is what I would say uh, is probably... It's it's a great quote. God bless America. God save the Queen. God defend New Zealand. And thank Christ for Australia. <laughs> I thought you honestly, I keep thinking these quotes are gonna go in different directions because I thought you were just gonna do asterisk headbutts waiter. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, Rusty's a fucking he's a fucking legend. He owns a rugby league team. Ooh. The mighty South Sydney Rabbitohs, mate. Uh, and just for context, a Rabbitoh is not a rabbit. It's somebody that used to sell rabbit meat on the streets of Sydney. They used to push like a cart around and it had like rabbits hanging in it and they just sell rabbit meat. So that's a Rabbitoh. Don't at me, bro. This is the most informative week I've had since I got out of school. Welcome to fucking Australia, mate. <laughs> I'm learning so much. I'm rabbit-o. learning so much. <laughs> We, Cobble ducks we, and we had to shift after we talked about uh, dating sims and Borderline doing puzzles <laughs> yeah. for 20 minutes. We had to yeah, we had to really puzzles. shift the mood. Uh, make sure we're not just focusing on <laughs> on all of all of these these under underhanded <laughs> topics. We had to throw a little education in there for our dear listeners. Yeah, of course they got they've got to be well. Also, if we kept going, we would have spoiled. We would have spoiled the visual novels for you, Joe. Yeah, you don't that's do why that. I've got a I've got a detour so I can experience these moments for myself. That's exactly right. Exactly right. So that takes us on to our main topic of the week, which is RPG classes. We asked our fine fine viewers to uh, assign us to a RPG class and to give themselves an RPG class. So. We have a couple of responses, but before we get into that, Joe, father, when someone says RPG, what's the first sort of thing that pops into your head? Immediately, I think of Final Fantasy. I I, I feel like that's probably the general consensus. Final Fantasy has kind of paved the way. There's a lot of other RPGs now, but I feel like Final Fantasy really paved the way for the genre. That sounds pretty fair. My uh, instant reaction is Dungeons and or Dragons. When I hear RPG, that's the first thing that pops into my head is D&D. Father? When it comes to RPGs, I kind of live like 50-50 in my brain. Definitely Final Fantasy is one that pops into my head immediately. Um, But the other one that I think of if I'm asked very suddenly is Star Ocean, which may, people could correct me on this if I'm wrong, but I believe that one might fall more in the realm of JRPG versus just regular RPG. But I think of video games both both ways when it comes to RPG. I agree. 
uh, in regards to that. But but I I think that they're both I think they're both RPGs. I, I think that RPG has specifically MMO RPG, JRPG, TT RPG. Like they're still all RPGs. They're they all are specifically taking on a role. Action RPGs. They're all role playing games in some capacity. Um, and I think that that's important to remember is like, there's a lot of, I'm not going to say discrimination, but there's a lot of like people, some people like, ah, oh, JRPGs aren't real RPGs or action RPGs aren't real RPGs. So I think that there's definitely a, definitely a, an element of everything is fair game here. I think that distinction is more recent between like JRPGs and Western RPGs. Yeah. Yeah. In the beginning, like, back in the early days, it was always like, oh, it's an RPG, it's an RPG. And then I think it was really when, like, the Elder Scrolls and Fallout and all those games started getting big, they were like, oh, these are Western RPGs. And then your Final Fantasies and your Kingdom Hearts and your Dragon Dragon Age, Dragon Quest, mm. started becoming the, like, the symbol for what a JRPG is compared to the, the, the other side of yeah. things. Um, and I know one of the common misdemeanors is everyone tries to like group Western RPGs. And I know Dark Souls commonly gets mistaken as a Western RPG because of some of the elements in Dark yeah. Souls. But Dark Souls is a JRPG. Yeah. But I think that that's just the play style because it plays like a Western yeah. RPG. It's not turn-based. It's not like it's it's grindy with menus sometimes like you know there's lots of stuff to do but i think the clear distinction is that it's not party based it's not turn based that and i think that that's where a lot of people draw the line because i think you'd get western rpgs that are turn based that people be like oh that's a jrpg and I, and like even then i think there's also a clear dis- like a clear distinction but between jrpgs and tactics games like xcom but xcom is still very you can see the influence of JRPGs on all tactics games. You know, there's there's talents, there's an action economy to it, and you still it's still turn based, but it's just not as it it has it has a bit less structure to the way it's presented, and usually less story. To be fair, I think that that's where tactics games sort of fall down currently. I was actually going to bring that up because a game that I consider to be an RPG. Uh, Fire Emblem, I think, is rarely referred to as a tactics RPG. Mm. Like, people just call it a tactics game or a tactical game, turn-based strategy game. But I consider that one to be an RPG as well. Yeah, I think that... I think it comes down to story. Like, I think it, I think it's there in the name, role-playing game. Yeah. Which is, if you're not taking on a, a role where you're sort of making decisions and things like that, then story decisions, I should say, not, not gameplay decisions... Yeah. Um, I think that that's where you find the distinction for RPGs. Might might you go as far to say that this type of terminology and grouping of game genres is obsolete? Because think about like Mass Effect. Mass Effect is an mm-hmm. RPG, but it's also a third-person shooter. So I feel like yeah. we're moving away from these static genres because the lines have yeah. become so thin in between. Yeah, well, now they say it has, like, when they talk about Mass Effect 2 and 3, I guess, in particular, they always used RPG elements. 
or they say stuff like third person yeah. RPG so, or like they combine. It's getting so. I think you're absolutely right, Joe. Is that it's getting so big, like it's the RPG balloon is so full that like they just keep adding stuff to it. So it's like you can find anything that fits into the RPG category these days. I just I find that I think the genres generally are starting to slowly melt away as we're becoming more and more eclectic and mixed in our tastes. I find that not just games, but music and film and everything is sort of folding in on itself in a lot of ways. And I think that that's a good thing because I find there'll be less gatekeeping, the less genres there are. But there's yeah. there's so many, so many elements. Like, for example, Dungeons & Dragons. Like, Dungeons & Dragons can be anything you want it to be in a lot of ways. Because it can take place completely in your and your group's head, really. So it could be anything, and that's an RPG. So it's so, it's so, yeah, it's so wild. But specifically about classes, because that's what we're here to discuss. I'm actually curious before we dive into like the class assignment, if you will. Um, when it comes to games like Final Fantasy, Fire Emblem, D- whoops, sorry. When it comes to games like Fire Emblem, Final Fantasy, D and D, is there a class you are naturally drawn to? I'm curious for the both of you. Like when you look at a game and it's it advertises or a or a tabletop uh, and it advertises multiple classes, do you immediately go, "Oh man, I hope there's a this type of class that I can assign myself or something." I am drawn to lovable rogues. So as characters. So my go I like rogues as a class. Like uh my favorite my two favorite D classes are Bard and Rogue. So I enjoy that that sort of like sort of a scoundrel. Someone that's a bit cheeky. Because I think that that's what that's how I sort of see myself in a in a, a bunch of ways. So I see myself as that sort of like cheeky, sort of like lovable larrikin type of guy. So I'm I'm drawn to those sort of roles. In games like MMOs and stuff, I'm usually drawn to roles that have a job to do because I feel like DPSing is a little bit too broad and like I don't I don't enjoy yeah. that as much as like, oh, I'm gonna I need to tank, so or I need to heal or do something like that. So I find things that have a specific, specific, very focused job are more my appeal. I, I think so. I think my in game when I play RPGs, RPG games compared to what I would envision for myself, as far as a class goes, is very different. In games, I very strongly gravitate towards like the strongman sword swordsman tank character just because that really plays into my game style i'm always the the guy that's just like i'm gonna run into this room guns blazing or sword blazing since we're talking about rpgs and take everybody out but irl like personality wise i i feel like i would i'd make a better mage like a black mage with some like fire magic or something Hmm. yeah i can say that I if if I I'm building us as a D and D party, I can see you as a wizard, Joe. You got a real wizard vibe about you. I'd also really like to blow stuff up. Yeah, if I can, if I may, if I may go as far as to say that, a man of science. Oh, that's fair. 
man of science uh personally i so like it opposite of joe really in a game i really like to envision myself or whatever character i'm playing as if they aren't purposefully built to be that like perfect balanced character like sword mage style like you know there's a sword and mm-hmm. magic they're using like full-on magician yeah like if they have like a sword and they wield magic or something or you know i'm really drawn uh specifically if they can be that bruiser of a magician dark magic or a mixture of healing and dark magic that's why i like in final fantasy if there's a job system i always try to make the character i name after myself do mostly magic classes um because i love being that glass cannon Mm. Now in like real life, like the way Joe said, he'd like make himself a wizard, most likely be a black man. I'm I'm very protective of people. So I think I would like in real life apply myself to be like in the role of like uh, Cecil from Final Fantasy four in his like Dark Knight form, you know, like, you know, there's like like heavy armor, brutal attack. Yeah, keep people away. And he does become a paladin later. I like paladins, but I I like black more than silver. So, (laughs) you know, Dark Knight. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. In real life, just to follow suit, I think I'd be a bard. Like, I just think I like to think of myself as an entertainer. And I think that I'd like to be able to tell people to piss off and shoot them with a little bit of brain magic to get them to piss off. And I feel like that would be my kind of vibe. It almost sounds like we picked the perfect class for you in Metopia. That's exactly pretty much right. Yeah. You did. When you said pop star, I was like, I couldn't have picked a better class for myself. I I was really into the cook one until I later found out there was a scientist. Oh. And then I was like, damn it. I would have loved to have been that one. In, in defense of that, you couldn't select the scientist from the beginning of the game. Until and later, I can switch yeah. your class. We can no, it's but okay. you go back. I want to go back to level one if I switch your class. So that's why I haven't done that. You're in the end yeah, game, dude. You can't afford to do that. You'll be benched. <laughs> when you mentioned that you'd want to, you'd be like a bard, Billy. It reminded me of this video I saw where it was like the bard discovers he's a yeah. bard, and he's sitting in like a lunchroom, and he's he's like hey look at that guy over there and he points at like a little wizard reading his book and he goes hey nerd and his his cutting words kills the <laughs> wizard because the wizard has so little hp and he's like oh my god <laughs> it's one of the funniest videos to me because it's like the way he discovers he's a bard. That's so good yeah i i want i played a bard for most the most recent game campaign that i played in i played a bard and i we had this NPC that had been with us and he really annoyed my bard and he got trapped in the bottom of like a little, like a little ravine. And so, and he was unconscious and he was unconscious, but he just what come to. And, uh, the DM was describing, it's like, Oh, I'll go down and I'll check out to see if he's okay. And then I went in there and I used dissonant whispers on him just so I melted his brain. as so I was saying that no one liked him. And then because I was a bard, I was like, Oh no, he's, he's died. He's died. There's nothing I could do to save him. And then like everybody else believed that I'd gone into the hole to try to save our, our new friend, but I straight up murdered him at the bottom of a ditch and pretended he just died of natural causes. Bards are the best, man. I have yet to play one actually. They're just so good. Like I've, I've DM'd one. Like I've played one in in PC form, but, um, 
my party never took him, so I didn't really get to do much more than cast sleep on somebody. But moving past that, I think this is a really good chance for us to explore the question we asked, which was what class would you give yourselves, which we've kind of answered that part for ourselves. Um, And then what class would you give the others? So in our case, you know, the other two and in our viewers case, the three of us. Yeah, that's a good point. I personally love classification when it comes to like jobs and speciality specialties in, in games and stuff. So I actually wrote out, three different games for all of us myself included you know just so i could throw it in there and like see if you guys agree with it or have reasoning behind it so i did dungeons and dragons final fantasy and fire emblem for the three of us um so i can go into those immediately or we can circle back to them after you guys go since mine's a bit long you go first dan i don't know anything about fire emblem but i know a lot about dnd not much about a little bit about final fantasy but um Okay, well, the Fire Emblem ones, I actually described what they were because I figured that I would be the more efficient one in that one. But okay, so for Dungeons and Dragons, for myself, I gave myself Spellblade or the Sword Singer, the wizard class, or like a Paladin, just like a, like probably like a Fallen Paladin or Oathbroken Paladin or something. For Joe, I straight up picked Wild Magic Sorcerer. There is no ore because, uh, Joe, I don't know if you know what a Wild Magic Sorcerer is, but at level. At level three, a wild magic sorcerer sometimes, I believe, is it because of crit failures? Uh, no. Uh, so every time they use a sorcery, every time they cast a spell or use a sorcery point, uh, the DM can ask them to roll on the wild magic table. So they can use... Yes. And, and they, I believe they have to after they use their Tides of Magic special feature. I do know yes. what this is because of Ghost Pepper. Yes, Ghost exactly. Pepper's- yeah, oh Flutter yeah plays a wild magic and flutter's yeah. character yeah so i i fully believe that joe would willingly be a wild magic sorcerer simply for that random chaos potentially turning himself into a plant or summoning Lumps. something horrendous and then billy i i assigned you so i wasn't really sure where to go with you because i didn't i didn't assign bard to anybody no form of bard was assigned because i feel like that's too easy for us we're all entertainers in our mm-hmm. own rights um, so I assigned you either just like a druid because I feel like mm-hmm. I feel like I could see you just absolutely slaughtering people with thousands of summoned animals um, or a bear totem barbarian. Quite a bear totem barbarian. I I appreciate those two. I will I will say that you have assigned me two of my least favorite classes in Dungeons and Dragons. Really? I'm so sorry. I, you don't need to apologize. I I just I too bad. I'm I just don't like druids. Uh, just okay. as a general, uh, because they're too OP in fifth edition. Just, just my personal opinion. Fair. And barbarians, I like barbarians. I like playing barbarians. They're just so one note for me. That they're just, they are That's getting fair. better. I, like, there's lots of stuff, but barbarians are so one note to play from a Dungeons and Dragons yeah. perspective. I think I could fit into that, except I don't get angry. That's my only thing. Yeah. So. Well, what I like about, and certain DMs can do this and whatnot, um, is like there's different ways I think you can word your your version of raging. And when it comes to like the bear totem one that I assigned to you, I feel like that's less of a raging class and more of just like I protect yeah, who yeah. I love kind of yeah. class. That's fair. Um, uh, but, you know, not to linger on that too long. Moving on, my Final Fantasy mm-hmm. classes. So for myself... I did either a freelancer, so like that basic class that can kind of do just like a little bit of everything because I'm bad at deciding, or a dark knight, like you know I said yeah. earlier. 
um that one's just you know there joe i actually picked a dragoon or a berserker class hmm. um i could see him being either dragoon simply i just feel like joe would find a lot of joy in jumping I, 500 I feet into jump the air and coming down spear air. first um and for billy i so i actually assigned you thief yeah because you and you mentioned you like the dashing rogue i also assigned you chronomancer the time oh. mages <laughs> um i don't I'm know why man. but i felt like you'd i i feel i don't know why but i felt like you'd kind of fit really well into just kind of having like power over time itself and like well i don't know why it just it just kind of like stuck stuck out to me if you i will. appreciate that every conversation with me does <laughs> feel like it goes for six hours that is not <laughs> what i meant by it at all moving on to fire emblem uh, I'm going to read Billy's first so we can get his sass Thank out. You. Of the way. I appreciate that. I'm, I'm just kidding. Uh, I actually said it, I only gave you one for Fire Emblem, and it was the Grand Master class. They tend to use spells and magic and are like really versatile. Um, they tend to also be the main character. Uh, um, I just, I just, I felt like that one fit you the best. Uh, Joe, I assigned you Brigand, which is the pirate like chaotic Ooh. character, uses axes. like me some pirates. Um, or. Or a dark wizard who specifically uses like black magic. For myself, I gave myself from the Fire Emblem classes the tactician because um, they're super analytical. They do use magic. Or the malignite or malignant knight, I think is what they meant to go with, but the translation was weird. Um, they are wyvern riding or wyvern <laughs> riding um, dark magic using uh, people. So they ride dragons and cast magic. You guys know yeah. I love dragons. So. Okay. They also die super easily. Uh, <laughs> I think I will I will give you both a class from Dungeons and Dragons because it's what I know most. Okay. So yeah. I would give myself rogue, but the charming rogue. The sort of like right. like talk ourselves talk yourself out of danger rogue sort of thing. And I'd give Joe I'm gonna stick with Wizard. I mean, Homeboy's written a book. Two books. Three books? Two books. Two books. And it's two books and in the future third's stories. coming, right? <laughs> uh, third one, and fourth one are book, coming. One book about a wizard. Um specifically about a wizard. One book of short stories that had the first part of the story that got expanded into the novel that was about yeah. my my interpretation of Merlin post Arthurian legend. Yeah. What what happened to him after that. So so Joe's got focus. He's written novels. And I just think that I'm thinking I'm thinking a transmutation wizard making shit out of other shit. I think that Joe would be very I reckon Joe's the type of guy to turn a copper coin into a silver one and hand it to someone to pay for his ale. And then when they go to check it, he's 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 made off scot free with his with his ale for one copper. I want to know what ale costs a silver. A barrel. <laughs> um, and for you, Dad, I'm choosing a light domain cleric. Okay. I think you got like the sort of personality of supporting and uplifting other people around you. So I think that that's definitely fits into the cleric sort of vibe. And I like that. So together we have a full party. I like it. 
No, I've, no one's ever assigned me cleric before. I'm surprised about that, to be honest. Very surprised. I, I've got some surprising news. So I don't have like specific classes from like anything in particular, like Final Fantasy or Dungeons and Dragons, anything like that. But I have like overarching class of classes that are kind of like full genre specific, more broad. Uh-huh. But I, yeah. I would have, I would have pegged Andrew as a healer. Yeah. So I'm, I was on the same boat. I was, I was gonna say healer for Andrew, but then I had, I had Billy, I, I had Billy down for like a summoner or something that like summons giant Ooh. spiders to fight for him. <laughs> you just say that because I'm the only person you met that likes spiders. You're not the only person. Apparently, Katie's on on the spider bus too. No, but like Katie won't kill spiders. I actively enjoy oh. spiders. I think spiders are cool. Like, I wouldn't own one because that seems mean. But, like, I like to look after the spider bros I have. Yeah, so you summon your spider bros. You don't keep them. You just summon them for the battle. And you're like, okay, thank you, spider bro. And then you send them back into the nether. High five them all. (laughs) That is interesting (laughs) because they don't live in the nether. That's very in line with sort of dad's druid thing. That's basically, like, one of the druid's main things. That's interesting. It's funny, I didn't actually think about spiders when I assigned you druid. I just kind of like considered you to be the type who was clever about summoning different animals depending on a situation. That is true. I, do I know immediately a lot. pictured I immediately pictured Billy summoning an army of spiders to fight for him. Like little like giant spot like maybe like waist high spiders, but they're in like oh. armor. Oh now <laughs> they have like their own armored tiny spider they have like their touch. own banners that they wear and their own <laughs> insignias and they come from different spider they're all, families they're all painted to look like uh is it marble jr oh yes yeah. i love them <laughs> so shall we get into our viewer question answer combination i think we should we've talked about ourselves enough now let's let other people talk about us exactly <laughs> Everything's all about us. Here on the Beardy Bunch podcast, we are the hosts and the subject matter. Always. Sometimes. So we've got a response from our wonderful friend, Ghost Pepper, Mm. who stated, I would give myself Ranger. I enjoy the outdoors, did a lot of camping and fishing when I was younger. I love animals and am interested in bushcraft and survival craft which probably explains a few of the games I play. Plus, I think the bow is an awesome weapon. I'm fascinated by the history and mythology of the British longbow, and I love the Robin Hood stories, given my tendency to sneak around and cause trouble. I could see myself as a rogue, too. And then he went on to classify us. Firstly, Andrew, 100% bard, the smooth-talking face of the group who handles the persuasion. Very passionate, but not very violent. I can see him leaning into the role of supporting his mates. I also like the idea of him insulting an enemy or making them laugh until they die. And then for Billy, this one was hard, but I can see Billy as a cleric slash white mage type. A bit tanky when the situation calls for it. Like Andrew, gives off a very party support energy. But if you put him in the wrong mood, he's got some insanely powerful offensive magic that will destroy you and the whole town around you to boot. And then for myself, a wizard slash black mage, easily. 
He will devote every fiber of his being, his whole body and soul, and perhaps the body and soul of a few other people to the pursuit of arcane power. Then use that power to wreak havoc on the world, then giggle a bit. I would most certainly giggle. <laughs> I'm noticing a trend. Everyone is very aware. Everyone is very aware of Joe's evil chaos. Like, yes. There's almost no question anymore. <laughs> Look at it burn. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Dad. Um, I have one on my end, and it's I it's a really I love this answer. It comes from uh, my good friend Runa, who, for those of you who don't know, for a little bit of context here, uh, my one of my online personas in Final Fantasy fourteen online and just kind of Discord in general is uh, Link or Lonk from the Legend of Zelda because I love the Legend of Zelda, so I use the name Link. Um, so. For Runa's answer, she says, even though I think necromancers are awesome, I think I would either be a circle of the moon druid or a grave cleric from D&D. And then she puts Lonk, me. Joke answer is a bard from D&D so he can seduce all the tall ladies and get them to step on him. Real answer is a barbarian from D&D so he can smash all the pots he desires. Also smash heads or maybe a barbarian so he can do all of the above. Uh, for Joe, I love this answer. She says, I can see him as a tempest from Dragon Age Inquisition, but instead of using any class abilities, he just throws jars of bees at people. <laughs> that sounds very <laughs> accurate. And then for Billy, she says, I think he would be a sage from Final Fantasy 14 because I feel like he would have to babysit you two idiots and use rescue on you constantly to drag you out of trouble or maybe just shoot you. <laughs> no, Billy would never. Uh, Billy would never do that. Yeah, Billy might. No, I really wouldn't. As if I would. I love you guys. I think he would repeatedly revive us just so he could watch us die again. I probably would. I I could see him like doing the warning shots, like shooting the the ground at our feet. (laughs) Like eyes up, bitches! (laughs) Oh man, great answer. Yeah, Uh, we've got one from Madden in the email inbox. Titled Dem RPG Classes, though. For men, myself, Ranger. I enjoy the outdoors, and I see myself as more of a support role than directly confrontational. I prefer to stay back and make critical hits and decisions from a distance and let others get in close. Andrew, Black Mage. The perfect blend of intellect and raw power. Joe, Black Knight slash Dark Paladin. Chaotic Good. Holds to a specific code, but no one really knows what it is but him. And for me, Beastmaster, because I'm Australian. Which is fair. (laughs) A fair assessment of what it's like being an Australian. You are the Beastmaster. See, I think I thought the same way. I was like, oh, he's he's out there with, with these wild spiders in the wilderness. It's not just spiders in Australia, Joe. Even I know. Like, I would be way more into... Honestly, like, the spiders are scary to me. Don't get me wrong. But I think in a moment of combat, I'd be way more intimidated if Billy just summoned five kangaroos to all come at me With at the same gloves. time. Yeah, well, fuck like yeah. kangaroos. Or even like emus. The one from the, 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 one, the Oracle game. The links of, the Legend of Zelda Oracle of Seasons. Oh, Oracle yeah. of Seasons. Yeah. yeah. Boxing gloves. Well, there's another bird called a cassowary from Australia. They're up in far north Queensland. And they have, like, velociraptor-like talons. So they'll fuck you up. Jesus. Like, they're awesome. Please no. I love cassowaries. (laughs) 
So I have another response in my Discord from the lovely Starborn born Striker. I fancy myself a bard. Simple enough. Uh, for Andrew, I think Paladin, because they're the dads of the RPG world. For Joe, also bard, because he's clever, but also tricksy and can rap. I that's questionable, but okay. <laughs> yes, can can rap with quotes around it. You know, there's I mean? no oh, quotes. Oh, there's oh, no oh, quotes oh. in the message. Spoken word poetry. Hey, <laughs> could I just say I blacked out during that? I have no. I still haven't gone back to watch it, and I have no idea what I said. It's probably for the best. Uh, and then finally, Billy is the hardest one for me because I feel like he could fit so many classes. I could see him him as a wizard, but also I could see him as a fighter. Actually, the Blood Hunter class that Matt made for Talison would fit Billy really well. I could see that, yeah, actually. Uh, that fits. Rock yourself as a Blood Hunter. Just don't get yourself killed. Yeah, that seems to be the hub. I was going to play a Blood Hunter recently. I was going to play uh, this another little sidebar into my D&D. Uh, one of my friends is going to run a campaign that didn't get off the ground, but me and Katie were going to play brother and sister and I was a, I was going to be a blood hunter, and I was so excited for it. It was going to be fucking amazing. So I'd like to do that. I'd like to play those two characters at some point because we had quite an interesting background sorted for ourselves. So yeah, that's that's the end of my town. I love it. I don't have any more. Me either. I I have one more partial answer. Um, Lethal in my Discord also says. I feel like Joe would spend his time making glizzy weapons of mass destruction with with his newly found powers. Ever see a glizzy nuke before? Uh, but Lethal did not feel the need to classify either one of you. Just yours truly. I'm very sorry. Yeah, that was in response Sheesh. to Ghost Pepper's okay. prompt. So Still. the wizard black mage. Sheesh. Yeah, damn Lethal. <laughs> That was lethal. I just wanted to bring Glizzy nukes into the into the lore of the podcast. Yeah, I'm glad because though. it's perfect. That's what that's what I like to call a Gliz bomb. Are, are you the Harry S. Truman of? Are you the Harry S. Truman of, <laughs> of, of hot dogs? Are you going to drop a hot dog on Nagasaki? Oh no! I'm drop many hot dogs. It's going to be like no, a rain of hot titties. dogs. Everybody's going to love it though. They're going to be like, oh. The hot dog god has shined upon us. You just start hearing like... They're all like splooshing on the ground. It's not a rainy day. Just all these wet buns splatting on the ground. I don't want to be there for the cleanup. Just sauce going everywhere. I definitely don't want to be there for the cleanup. Just a sea of hot dog water. I'm just in the sky, like with with a helicopter and a giant pot. Oh, all you see is the pot tip, <laughs> and it's all just... the boiling water and hot dogs <laughs> raining down. Finally, water and hot dogs together, so it just gets burnt down to the skeleton as it falls down, and just boils them alive. Oh my god. I was just picturing the, two Hercules flying over, one full of buns, one full of glizzies, and the tail just opens and they just start all just raining out across across Nagasaki as people are like, what is this? And they're just 
just a trail of hot dogs left on the ground. Oh man, the Glizzy Cinematic Universe is really expanding with the with this yeah, podcast. It's, it's like, really growing. It's. I think in every episode we've added something to the expanded universe. It's giving it too much likes. It's gonna. We're gonna have to make an animatic or something at some point. <laughs> I'm going to write a book one of these days and just compile all the lore into a a massive epic fantasy adventure on par with The Lord of the Rings. If only we knew an author. I was thinking of one of those visual like dictionaries you get for Star Wars where it's got like, you know, like Slave 1 and it shows you like all the different components in a cross section, but it's just that for Glizzies. It's just got like a cross section of Glizzy and then like all the different compendium with all the lore. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's just and then it and has like underneath it's like source thing. and it's like sourcing all the different Beardy Bunch episodes that this stuff was introduced <laughs> in. Yes, I'm just imagining there's you standing. And it's just you, uh, one of the pages in your hot dog co- costume, that it's showing all the different gadgets you have inside it. <laughs> you peel the buns back a little bit, and that's like it's like the dude opening his like black black market <laughs> jacket, and there's just a bunch of gadgets and tools, and then like just a constant stream of hot the dog one, water. The one gadget well. I I simply insist upon: little little nipple nozzles that shoot out mustard. Just, just mustard. Just mustard. The, ke- the ketchup right. comes from somewhere else. Oh. What about the relish? That comes from somewhere else, too. His mouth. And then in the front or the back? He's got two uh, little tubes in his mouth. And he's like, oh, my God. Fuck, that's tough. Uh, we're writing a horror film. <sighs> oh, this is... This is wild. Is it ever not wild here on the Beardy Bunch pod? <laughs> Apparently not, as I say it like five times a week at least. I'm going to yeah. need to get a t-shirt that just says, this is wild. There have been so many times where I'm listening back to an episode, either while we're like proof listening, if you will, proofreading, or just after the release, where I just find myself shaking my head like, I can't believe this conversation went in this direction. It's not necessarily nothing surprises me anymore, though. Oh, I still get surprised, but it's pleasant surprises for the most part. Admittedly, I'm usually the one that's sending us to some fucked up place because I can't think like a normal person. I'm just like, (laughs) we're we're talking about butt fucking, for example. (laughs) We did, you did very casually bring up anal. That's what I mean. And like, like, and I was like, ah! Exactly. Like, it's no no skin off my nose, man. I'll I'll talk about anal any day of the week, um, <laughs> anytime. Name the Send place. Send us an email if you want to have a conversation about anal at beadybunchpod at gmail dot com. I can't wait for those emails to come through. <laughs> yeah, they're going to be great. <laughs> um, so I think that this is a good time. This is a good time to segue <laughs> anal sex. What a great time to segue into our streamer of the week. Jesus uh, and. I've got a streamer of the week this week, which I'm really sorry that this was the segue, Zebby. I'm so <laughs> sorry. But my streamer of the week this week is pretty new to Twitch. Uh, she's been streaming for a little bit now. She, she's about to hit affiliate. But honestly, I, just got, I, I jumped into a stream a couple of weeks ago, probably two weeks ago, and she has some of the most 
hilarious content you will see on Twitch. She's playing The Sims. Her name is Zeb Litha. So that's mm, twitch.tv slash Z-E-B-L-I-T-H-A. Zeb Litha. She has been playing The Sims 4. She does some Resident Evil with some one of her other friends. Um, but her Sims playthroughs are amazing. So I'm just going to say this. She created her best friend that, that also streams. She put her in a fuck house with Mario, Luigi, Wario, and Waluigi. Then she got the, she basically turned her into a human cocktail shaker by having her fuck all four of them on the same day and then tried to figure out which one of them was the father of the children that she eventually signed from this weird cacophony of sex. Can I please vote for her to do the same thing with with our very own Billy Rids next? I, I want I want <laughs> Wait, am I Billy to get Ridd. pregnant? Yeah, with the Mario Brothers baby, you can do that. You can do that. No, no, no. You, yeah, uh, I, I back this up. I want, I want Billy uh, to be the next cocktail yeah, shaker. Well, <laughs> so now she's systematically murdering the Mario Bros. So if you, you might be missing out, but <laughs> just really casual. So this is fan. It's fantastic. Honestly, <laughs> I am transfixed on her stream when it's on. And also, she plays the piano, and she's amazing at it. So uh, there's a little bonus for you. So Zablitha, go check her out. You'll see her on our socials. Wow, guys. What an episode. We've been all over the place and back multiple times. And there's really, really only two things left. So I was thinking we ask our lovely viewers to answer the question in the form of suggestions. And that may sound confusing, but hear me out. We talked pretty extensively today about visual novels and choose your own adventure. And I know there's plenty out there that I have never heard of or just haven't gotten around to playing slash reading. So if you have a book or a visual novel or a choose your own adventure game of some kind that is kind of your go to to either recommend or replay, please, by all means, let us know um, either in the discords or by emailing us at beardybunchpod at gmail.com. Give us some new stuff to read. Give everyone in the world some new stuff to read. I look forward to hearing about this one. That sounds really good, Dan. That's a great question. I'm really looking forward to seeing what everybody sends us. I'm always looking forward to new Rex. We love new Rex. Um... Now, before we go, before we let off, I'm going to once again forcefully give you advice you didn't ask me for. Tonight, it comes from uh, someone named Charles M. Schultz. Schultz? Schultz? I'm not sure how to say the last name. But the quote goes like this. Never lie in bed at night asking yourself questions you can't answer. Really meaning if there's something that you don't know the answer to, don't keep yourself up about it make a point to ask someone that question you know you can't solve everything by yourself and you're not going to get anywhere by trying to solve everything by yourself a great piece of advice and on that note we would like to wish everyone a very happy rest of their week and we would like to thank you all from joining us again for another episode of the beardy bunch podcast 
We love you, everyone. Bye. Love you guys. Bye. On the Beauty Punch Pod.